And another day in paradise. Here I am. There you are. Here we go. This is For the Win. I am Eric Winnall, the host of this program, coming to you from the Blue Wire Studios. This is our uh, Blue Wire HQ in located in the Wynn Hotel Resort and Casino. Normally, I, I, I sit here in my studio and I watch people walk past. But today, I have a group congregated in front of me. And I don't know what to make of this. I'm, I'm, there's a meeting happening right now. And I want to know what they're saying. But they can hear me, so I get to be the voice of God once again. And in this world of football, yes, I am one of the voices of God. Uh, that means that I, I know more stuff. And uh, privy to more information than most. And I love talking about it. Today is um, a lot to talk about. And, 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 and I, I threw it out there. And I would encourage all of you to, to uh, find me on Twitter. Not just Eric Winalda with the uh, little check mark, but also for the Win podcast. You can find that now. We are starting to get a lot of traction there. A lot of people um, uh, chiming in on what they want to talk about when it comes to the wonderful world of football. And we threw some stuff out there. I appreciate you, you, you getting back to me. I have not checked recently at what our, our recent poll is. Last week was the, uh, does everybody want to talk about Zach Steffen? I didn't want to talk about Zach Steffen and his blunder. And thank God he wasn't in a net this week. But that was what was on everybody's mind. And then one of the topics on there was, what is San Jose going to do? And let's talk about what they did. Comeback win, four to three. Their new coach, Alex uh, Cavello. Is it Cavello or Cavallo or We'll find out in the near future. Really liked his inclusion in this. And it was one hell of a comeback. Hattrick involved. Very proud of San Jose. I was originally supposed to go up to San Jose to take part in uh, Mr. Frank Yallops being put into the, uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, I did not go up. I had other stuff to do. If you follow me on Twitter, you saw what I did. I was having a dad Saturday. I was with, the, with my girls uh, doing just about everything. Uh, they wore me out. But uh, the, other, the other stuff that's going around, PSG wins another title, and as does Bayern. We've had some, some other traction, which uh, isn't particularly fun if you're, pa- if you're paying attention to what happened with Real Betis. And Valencia, our own Yunus Musa, missed the penalty kick, awarding essentially Pellegrini and Betis. The cup, which was the Copa del Rey, that, set, that was on Saturday. It was actually a pretty good contest, one-to-one. But uh, unfortunately, Musa misses and is the only one to miss. Five to four in penalties, and they win. Salzburg wins another Austrian Bundesliga title, Brendan Harrison. It was pretty fun to watch 21-year-old getting chased around by his teammates, trying to pour beer on him. That is, you know, essentially, we do the champagne. Germany, Austria, it's all about the beer. And if you've seen the size of those steins that they chase you with, the funny part is many years ago, they, they used to do the same damn thing. And there's been players who have lost teeth in, in these celebrations because yeah, they come running at you. You don't see them coming. And then all you just get a big cup full of, big glass full of, of beer. But unfortunately, that, that glass doesn't uh, really take too well to when it runs straight into your teeth going 10 miles an hour. It's not, uh, it's a nice trip to the dentist. However, some trophies have already been passed out. We're right in the middle of trying to figure out what is going to happen at the bottom of the table in Germany, if you, I paid attention to this because um, Derek Ray and my, my buddy, uh, who's over there, went back and forth on Twitter because I wanted to see what happened with Hertha Berlin and Stuttgart and what a game that was. But this looks like it might be it for Matarazzo, who is the American coach coaching Fabi Stuttgart. That was a big one. I mean, you talk about promotion relegation, you can talk, until, uh, talk about it until you're blue in the face. But that is what this is all about. And they came up short. They lose 2-0. But if you watch the game, go back and watch the stands. I've, I mean, if you want to know what 20,000 people jumping up and down at the, in Eunice looks like, 
go watch that. What an atmosphere in Berlin. And it looks like they might stay in now. Uh, of course, today is a Monday, which means I'm paying close attention to my uh, good friend, Jesse Marsh, who's taking on Crystal Palace as we speak. This is another game with Burnley finally getting a win, making things extremely complicated as far as the bottom of the table. So huge, huge game today for Jesse Marsh and Leeds. I love the comments coming out of Thomas Muller, actually, because you know, people are saying this. This is my first thing I want to talk about. And it's something, because I'm going the German Bundesliga route. EPL is not settled yet, even though there were some, some sticky games this, this weekend. I, I think there was a record when it came to Liverpool and, and Everton. I don't think Everton ever touched the ball. I think they had 55 passes in the first half. It was pretty bad. They walk away with a 2-0 two, two victory. And Everton is, is certainly in a bad mess. And I'm sure they're glued to their television right now watching, uh, or if they're not in the stadium. I don't know where I am. I'm Frank Lampard. But you're watching Leeds right now because your life depends on it. But I love Thomas Muller. I, I love this guy. He gets so much crap. He, he owns a couple of horses. He, he's always saying something funny. And, you know, his comments coming out of there. The, he said, these, these are the, the greatest moments. This guy's got 11 cups, you know, on his shelf. So this guy's won the, you know, the Bundesliga 11 times. That's pretty damn amazing. And I still think if he participates in this next World Cup, which he probably will, look at his numbers. This guy might end up being the all-time leading goal scorer in World Cup history. This is also already occupied, if you didn't already know, by a German. You would think it's somebody else, but it's, it's I'm going to let you sit on that. I know who it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you sit on that, try and let your brain try and figure out who it is. Started at humble beginnings in, in Leverkusen, uh, excuse me, in, in Kaiserslautern, and ended up in Leverkusen, and then went to Italy. Um, that's, that's who we're talking about. But anyway, uh, it, here's the thing, and here's what I want to talk about. That's 10 straight for Bayern. And then you got the Grant Walls of the world tweeting out, oh, this is embarrassing for the Bundesliga. Is it? You know, I always love this when people who don't know what the hell they're talking about start having these opinions about greatness. Instead of celebrating greatness, what they try to do is to say, oh, this is a subpar league. No, Bayern Munich has been off the hook incredible. And they've done it with probably the greatest striker in a decade in Lewandowski. And by the way, the last time if you really go back and look at the numbers, I mean, it is, it is terrific. The last time Dortmund really challenged is when they had that guy as well. The business of it, and I saw some funny tweets about Royce. I'll, I'll never, I'll, they'll never have me. But they never asked for you, but Marco, that's okay. I'm never going to be the Marco Götze or, or Lewandowski. Money, there are, more, there are things more important than money. Well, guess what? They're winning the whole damn thing too, Marco. So, it, it, you're, you're, you know, loyalty is great, but guess what? So is Bayern. That's 10 straight. Julian Nagelsmann is their manager. Uh, if you saw their, the, the, you know, the backlash, you know, what happened in the Champions League to take a late goal and get knocked out in, in, in fairly dramatic fashion. It still was a punch in the teeth, but, but Julian Nagelsmann has just picked up on where the, the ones previous to him have left off. And Bayern continues to be great, even though they have had four different managers throughout that stint. Let's think about that. You win the whole thing and you still get kicked out. It's pretty incredible. 10 straight. That's greatness. That's not the fact that this league is not adequate competition. You know, and even in the game that I watched, I watched, I watched Stuttgart and Hertha. And, and people assume just because they're at the bottom of the table that this is a bad game. No, it's not. It's not a bad game. And these aren't bad teams. I would actually argue that um, it would be an impossibility for an MLS team to even come close to competing 
in a game of that magnitude, simply because the mentality isn't, isn't there and they've never been put in that kind of fight. Amazing game. Amazing game. Unfortunately, this might be the end for, uh, they've said, they've gone public. They've said Matarazzi will still be our manager next year, even in the event that we are relegated. But, you know, oftentimes that is the, uh, the kiss of death when you start getting, you know, the backing of the board. Yeah, there's also backstabbing going on in the board. And they, and, you know, and they have to send out the message. They have to say, you know, this is, you know, this is our guy, or they, they have to, you know, have the confidence uh, within, within the club. And it doesn't look like it's in complete disarray. But Byron is great. They are great. That's 10 straight. Congratulations. And all you dummies out there who are saying the league sucks, you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So just stop tweeting and stop talking. Just stop. it's pretty simple. All right. So the other big problem that we have, and we're going to have to roll back the tape on this one. I did this last week in regards to something else, but it was, I think it was Zach Steffen where I I said, I said this months ago that this was going to be a problem. I also want to roll back the tape. Here's some of my comments about Ralph Reinick. Now keep in mind, this is the, the week that he is, is going to get hired. Okay. I have privately and also on this podcast, predicted that they would come in seventh. I also predicted the players that were going to participate under the Ralph Rarnick watch. And I also alluded to the idea that he will not be on the sidelines long and he will find somebody. He will move up in the box and he will watch these. He doesn't want to be in those press conferences and he certainly doesn't want to be on the sidelines. But these were my thoughts months ago. He likes to stay out of it, if you've noticed. He likes to be the consultant. He's not a guy that likes to sit on the bench. He's kind of, he looked like he was leaning that direction. It was only one year on, on the bench there for, uh, for Leipzig. And it was basically like, let's give it to Hasenhutl. Let's give it to somebody else. Let's give it to, uh, let's give it to the kid. But let's not, you know, I want to stay in the background and, and be a consultant. And when, this, when these rumors came out that Ralph Reinick was going to be in charge of Manchester United, it essentially was as a glorified consultant. But it looks like he is eventually going to find his way to the sidelines. But I don't know what is wrong with me. I, I feel like this has like a Louis van Gaal feel to it. Like this isn't going to work out. And by the way, Paul Pogba is gone. Not because he can't be taught anything by someone like Chris Armas. He will leave because he is a pompous ass that's already won a World Cup. Because... He's all about his next haircut and what car he's driving and how much, how expensive the clothes he is wearing that he shows up to training in, and we can all laugh about that. That is not a Ralph Reinick kind of guy. He wants somebody who's hungry and willing to learn. Do we think Paul Pogba falls into that category? Probably not. Does Mata? Probably not. Matic? Probably not. Bruno Fernandez? Yeah. Yeah. Look at Bruno Fernandez and then compare him to Forsberg. Okay. And what Forsberg has done for Leipzig. The point is, is there's, I don't know, 2.5 million people in the building that are going to be taught a new way of doing things. And whether they accept it or not, will determine whether they're going to be behind this idea or not. Ralph Reinick doesn't care. He's going to connect with the people that he can connect with, who understand what he's trying to implement, and he's going to, and he's going to go with the positives. Now, I had said previously on a podcast that I don't think he's going to be there long. I still would stay and stand behind that, that comment. I don't think Ralph Reinick likes being on the sidelines. And you start looking at, at the team and you say to yourself, 
Where are the assets? And how expensive are they? Why the hell is Mata still there? Why? So Ralph Reiernick is a guy that's been, he's a glorified accountant that's been brought in to balance the books and implement a plan. Does it matter who implements that plan? To a certain, to, to Ralph, yeah. Guys that understand his freaking plan. Now, does that not sum it up? Basically, what has happened? I'm not trying to say that I'm, you know, Nostradamus here, but I mean, the reality is that this was, the writing was on the wall. Now, I have said that he is not really a manager in the sense that he was going to be able to fix this. And I think the one, the one great thing about Ralph Rannick is he has been able to expose Manchester United for what they are. And the commercialization of a club as opposed to what it used to be. And the values that they used to hold very dear. And whether you love Ronaldo or not, the idea of bringing him here, and he is living through a tragedy that no human being should ever endure in the loss of a child. And I thought his reaction to his goal, if you didn't tear up or, or be affected emotionally by that, then, then I don't know, maybe you're not a human. Horrible what he's gone through, but to, to, to see him score, but to see what, it, what he actually embodies right now is the idea that let's bring back a legend. Let's sell some shirts. But the players that I alluded to in the past uh, that will not be there, uh, that day is coming. That day is coming. It's been a very busy, busy, busy transfer window. Eric Tenhagen will be the, the manager, as we all know. Uh, his exit out of IOX will be uh, emotional, but uh, th there's already been some things that we've seen with him and his ability to communicate and, you know, to be Dutch. But just basically let you have it. I mean, I'm Dutch. Maybe that's why I am the way I am, but, but he, is, he is not afraid, not afraid to get into a player regardless of what their salary is. And sometimes in this day and age, when, when a player is making more than the manager, you know, that those players and their entitlement and, and you know, way that they think and of, of their own value and their importance to a club is probably the problem right now with Manchester United. Manchester United's problem is that nobody in that group has figured out that old saying that the name on the front of the shirt is always going to be more important than the name on the back of the shirt. Guys like Pogba are not Manchester United players. Let's go back to the day when Sir Alex Ferguson, in his own player profiling, made character the number one point. Talent was, was, was very fleeting. Let's put it that way. But he managed guys like Eric Cantona. God, I'd love to see Eric Cantona in the modern world. The 25-year-old Eric Cantona playing in the EPL today. Roy Keane, Scolzi, Giggs all over. Can you imagine a player of Giggs? Is, and just in the modern world, I mean, how much we, the values we put on these players now is just absolutely astronomical. And we're seeing it with Erling Holland. No one's going to pay that. And it's just going to be dumb. Whenever it happens, there's never going to be a chance where, where Holland's going to live up to the expectations of that dollar. And that's going to be nuts. I mean, we don't even talk about what Gareth Bale has accomplished at Real Madrid. Nobody talks about it. He's on his way to D.C. United, by the way. Those are the reports, and I believe him. It might be the reason why they just lost their manager. Because they need somebody a little bit more high profile to deal with uh, Gareth Bale's golfing schedule. 
I wonder what call course he's going to want. He don't want to play Bethesda. That's the, that's one of the nicest courses out there. But Gareth Bale is on his way to Major League Soccer. He'll be here in the summer. And uh, you can find him on the golf course. That's where he'll be. But he's a very accomplished player. What I'm saying about Manchester United is, are they going to go after the Gareth Bales? No. They're going to go back to the basics. And what Ajax represents, in my opinion, is a selling club. And they have produced enormous talent over the years, going way back, way back. I mean, not, not all the way to Cruyff, but it, it, Ajax and Eindhoven have always figured out ways to produce unbelievable talent. And that, that could be imported talent, but, but the exportation of these players is always, they have learned how to play the game at an extremely high level. They are coachable. They are coming, at a re, uh, coming in at a reasonable number. They're not going to break the bank, but they can play football. That is what Manchester United needs right now. They used to do it from within. They had the Nicky Butts of the world, right? And the Neville brothers. Sounds like a band. You had Beckham, of course. You had players that came from their own system. You had from their own academy that graduated, that became Manchester United greats. But they stood for something else back then. Now it's, now it's very different. We're all picking on Maguire. Is Maguire the worst player in the world? No, he's not. They, they still lost, you know, in a pretty horrible fashion to Arsenal. And, and the, the, the truth is, Maguire, it didn't matter if he was out there or not. It was, it was going to be bad. This is a team that's got so many problems. A club that has so many problems. All, all in, back to my original point, Ralph Arnick has exposed those problems and now they can finally be addressed. But they, there will be no more, no more living in this delusional world that Manchester United is the theater of dreams. And there's some sort of castle that you, you know, is the most upper, you know, the biggest honor of your life is to play for Manchester United. It's going to be hard right now to entice players to go there. Have they hit rock bottom? No, it's going to get worse. There's a couple more games to go. You got Chelsea next. If, if you are a Manchester United hater, boy, live it up, live it up. Next couple of weeks, weekends, just watching it's like standing, it's like you're your most hated enemy and, and you're, you're standing out in front of their house where you're sitting in a lawn chair with a beer watching their house burn down. That's how Liverpool feels. They're loving this. It couldn't be any better if Liverpool if it figures out a way to get to the finish line and somehow Manchester City slips up. So live it up, Liverpool. Live it up. Manchester United is not out of this mud yet. And Ralph Rarnick certainly tried to fix it, but his inclusion in this process was not to fix it. And now we all know. It was just to have somebody be the fall guy. Somebody say that, this, that the baby's ugly. Somebody had to say it. And it was Ralph Rarnick with his funny little glasses, his accent, and his straightforward approach. So good for him. He'll move up into the... Uh, uh, what do you want to say? I mean, he's... He's never going to show up to training anymore. <laughs> I think Chris Armas is out of a job, but it's going to be uh, Manchester United. And it's, and it's interesting. I was talking to some friends this, this week on the marketing side and whatnot. And usually when, when, when Manchester United decides that they want to tour America, they ask for you. You got to pay through the nose to get those guys to show up. You got to pay a lot of money. And then you got to figure out how, you know, how are we going to get those fans to show up so it's all going to make sense. You're going to make your bottom line. But boy, Listening to them, they're like, you know what? The only good thing about this is we're going to say a number and they're going to say, well, we're Manchester United and we're going to say, so what? 
Maybe people want to see Chelsea this year as opposed to seeing Manchester United. And that is, it doesn't have that same shine that it used to. That star is certainly rusty. And until we polish it off, ooh, can I say it lost its glaze? <laughs> what a pun on words there. You see what I did there, right? The glaziers. Yeah. It wasn't that good. Maybe my kids would appreciate it, but you certainly don't. It doesn't matter. Either way, people that are trying to, to entice Manchester United to come over here, that, that uh, appearance fee has gone way down. Way down. Rightly so. This is a club that needs to rebuild. It needs to earn back the respect of their, their supporters. And, and, and you know what? It's been, it's been the topic of constantly trying to appease the fans. Well, we need to buy. We need to buy. We need to buy. No, you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. And that plan needs to make sense. In my opinion, and I know this is probably an unpopular um, opinion, especially under the circumstances, but I don't think it makes sense for Ronaldo to stay. I don't. And that's okay. They need to rebuild. Every club goes through it. But it just happened to be a unique situation. This, this wasn't a guy that stayed there the whole time. He came back from Juventus. And now it's one year, and it was a good year for him personally. But how many times do you see that? You have one player that steals all the headlines, but the team suffers for it. They need to go back to when they were a team. and They were a club that had a nucleus of players. You got to get a Vidic. Even, even Ferdinand. But you certainly have to go find Skulls. Or at least a, a different version of him. And where's the gigs in this equation? Where's the Ruud van Nistelrooy? Where's a player that, that, that wants to win, knows how to win, and isn't going to come to this club and expect everybody to bend over backwards for him? Bruno Fernandez's days might be done. Pogba certainly, certainly are. Cavani's going to move on. That makes sense. Rashford needs to move on. He needs to go somewhere else. It's, if, if, if you don't see that as clear as day, then, then you're not watching. It's great that it's horrible that they, what they went through in the sense that um, the penalty kicks, in, you know, the, the missed penalty kicks and all the abuse. Did that have an effect? Did the injury have an effect on Rashford? Probably, yeah. But he needs a new club. He needs a new start. It, it's, it's just the reality of it. There's certain players that, that when they make a move, uh, from a big club, I and mean, we're going to see this with Origi. He's going to he's going to leave, and it's and even Jurgen Klopp is basically saying, "Oh, this is embarrassing that the guy's not even in the 18 sometimes because he loves him and he knows he's a good player. He's going to go, he's going to move on, and he's going to find a new club and he's going to find a new home." Rashford is too, and God, I hope he, I hope it goes well. A hey, quick shout out to uh, Real Betis because I don't think um, people realize Pellegrini's over there, and I love to see that guy win. Formerly at Manchester City, um, wonderful man. Wonderful man. We got lucky to, to um, talk to him way back when with Fox a long time ago. But what a wonderful, genuine man. So I'm, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see that. If, if I'm an Arsenal fan, I'm, I'm in a good mood right now. Arsenal with, with wins over Chelsea and Manchester United. Okay, there's a good week. Now, Tottenham is, is, is still in this thing. And one of the things that we kept asking people is, who's going to come in fourth? And I was really surprised that so many people, so many of you, believe that the collapse is still in the cards with Arsenal. 
even though they've had a good week and they can, they can look at uh, Chelsea and Manchester United in the rearview mirror with a big smile, a lot of you believe that this is going to be another collapse. Four to two at, at Sanford Bridge is, is, a, is a fun day, but I guess a lot of you, and I've said this in the past, said this in the past, that uh, Conti is, is, is certainly a guy that uh, knows how to win, especially in this league. He's had some ups and downs this year for sure, but he's already rumored to go to PSG. So I don't know what that means for Pochettino. That's his first, that's his first uh, real trophy. So uh, good for him. But that's not, you know, when you have Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe in your team and you don't win, I mean, come on. That's, that's, uh, that's, that is what it is. All right, so um, what else? What do I house for you? I mean, I, I guess some of my interest level is always going to be uh, you know, in Germany. That's where I played, so I go back to that. And I've already spoken about Bayern, but, but I, if you didn't catch it, I was trying to pay attention to my old club, VfL Bochum, uh, which was, happened to be playing against Augsburg this week. Uh, it was a 2-0 win for Augsburg. And uh, Ricardo Pepe did not feature at all. Five subs. And he wasn't one of them. So I'm not going to continue to, to say, you know, I told you so, but I told you so. He probably won't feature. Let me, make that, let me back up there. He might feature in the last couple of games because it doesn't matter anymore. They might be just out of the woods. Just enough points. If they get, to, if, if they get three more, I, I think they're safe. And with Stuttgart losing to Hertha, I can't tell you what a big blow that was. I mean, it's a tough road to the finish line now. They got some tough opponents, and I don't see it happening. So, I mean, I was wrong. I thought, I thought Stuttgart would, would, would somehow figure out a way to, to um, blast their way out of that, but they have not been able to figure it out. And all of you, well, all of us are, are starting to prognosticate because now you know with Chelsea, Chelsea's not going to, you know, they're going to probably, you know, sit in that third spot and that's what it will be all about. And now they're going to start figuring out how they're going to move the pieces around. Antonio Rudiger was probably on his way to Real Madrid. And let's watch the numbers on that one. That's going to be insane. But I, I, I don't know what the number is going to be for Gareth Bale, but it's a, it's a big part of it. You know, when Gareth Bale's exit, uh, I don't know how much money uh, MLS is going to spend, but they, you know, let's face it, MLS is now a buying league. And we're going after guys that, 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 you know, they're at the end of their careers. We know what it is. I'll call it a retirement league because at times it is. Is there anybody else that's going to pay Chicharito that much money? Hell no. But, you know, Gareth Bale's going to come. He's a big name. Bring the ponytail. Here we go. A lot of people don't even know who he is. And that's really sad, but they fire their manager. And the rumors are that Gareth Bale's on his way. And then that just means more and more money uh, for Rudiger. Ch- Christensen's on his, um, on his way out as well. Um, and the last bit of news uh, to expound on, if, if we're going to get into the EPL, was Christian Pulisic makes the substitution, comes in the game, and wins it for Chelsea. So all of those uh, you know, of, of us who, who are always going to Celebrate his success is quite a nice day for the for the young man. There was one more thing, and I'm I'm totally drawing a blank. I was really all over this. Yes. Oh, Tim Ream. Timmy Ream and uh and Robinson. Congratulations. Fulham has has made their way back to top flight football. 
You know what was ironic? It's kind of funny. If you could find this picture, it's pretty funny. You got the entire team, you know, who's, oh, of course they're ecstatic. And it's a wonderful moment as a team to go in front of your fans and to say, we're going up. And they were holding the sign upside down. Oh, so it, it was hilarious because they got a little arrow on that deal. We're going up, but they're holding the sign upside down. They had to tell them, hey, turn it the other way. Okay, now we got it. Now let's take the picture. But too many people had already snapped on that. No, that's pretty funny. And, they, and so what? If they go right back down, they go right back down. Most Americans don't even know what, what that's all about. All right, so um, the last bit, as far as the, 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 the coming week, well, this week, uh, the Champions League uh, is, is coming to an end. So you get your Manchester City, Real Madrid. That's going to be phenomenal. And then Liverpool and Villarreal. So Unai Emery, is he going to do it again? Is he going to park the bus and get a late one? I don't know. Trying to do that to Liverpool after watching the Everton game. I think I'd come with another plan. At least go down fighting, trying to play football. Not four shots and one of them went in, like what you did to Byron. It worked. I know. It worked. It worked. So who am I to, who am I to criticize? But I, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm hoping for, and, and I, don't want to, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I'm hoping for a Liverpool-Real Madrid final. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I want to see. Because I can see Manchester City-Liverpool any day of the week. Sorry, that's just me. I'm not, I'm not as invested into this uh, EPL like it's the most end-all, be-all, most important thing in the world. So I'm, I'm just not. Uh, last bit of business is Major League Soccer. So you, yeah, I already mentioned that DC United does fire their manager and they're you know, linked to Gareth Bale. We'll see what, what happens there. Dallas beats Houston, which was, uh, you know, that's, that's always, you know, win Texas, important. Philadelphia and Montreal. Uh, and then we finally got to endure a week where we didn't have to have that obnoxious slash arrogant uh, tweet from Chicago Fire's goalkeeper to tell everybody that he got another shutout. He gets just absolute lambasted, 3 nothing. I love this kid. Gaga is the, is the future. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think I tweeted this out. The ball never lies, and sometimes you need to have some humility because it's not always going to go your way. It's how he re- responds from this is what I'm really going to be watching. And this is a good goalkeeper. I mean, I don't know if he's turned 18 yet. That is the future. I, I, I would rather have him in the Nets in Qatar. I really would. I really would. I, I'm, maybe I'm crazy, but, but I, I'm watching him. He's got a great, a great def- defense in front of him. Taking the red card did not help. Minnesota gets the 3-0 win. DC with the comeback. Weird trip for Bruce Arena. Shows up, gets in the lead, and then boom, boom, boom. Loses the game 3-2. to two. Um, New England finds himself at the bottom of the table. Uh, Kansas City with a 0-0 against Columbus. If you uh, try and find it online, Peter Vermes tried to do a twirl, fell down. It, you know, it, it, it was hilarious. He just absolutely falls down. He loses his balance, and it's pretty funny. I love you, Pete, but that was, that was, that was pretty funny. You got to be able to laugh at yourself every once in a while. Austin, again, 3-0 versus Vancouver. Vancouver's terrible, so no surprise, surprise. Colorado 0-0 with Charlotte. That was a sleeper. And then the game I want to talk about, San Jose, Seattle. Seattle's in a bad spot. Seattle's not playing well. Let's face it. They were up 2-0 on San Jose. The uh, manager, uh, Cavello, he's come out and said, you know, Goonies never die, which, um, which I thought was funny. But th- th- it was great to see them get their first win on the year. And everything that they've endured, that the Almeida project, um, you know, I care about the club. I-, I don't care about enough to pay for a flight and go stay in a hotel and watch the game uh, this weekend. 
but I'm sure there will come a day where, where I'll figure that out. So some of, some of Chris Leach's moves are starting to pan out. I would point out to everyone, as much as you want to throw darts at San Jose, they have been one of the more entertaining teams this year. Multiple games, but three, six, seven, eight goals at times. So you're conceding a lot. But by the way, there's only three teams in the entire league that have more goals than them, and they're in first second. So keep that in mind. This is a team that is talented. They were just incredibly poorly managed by Matias Almeida. We have still not landed. I don't know where he's going to land. It was rumored to Chile, and then, and then there was reports he was already at, in Chivas. Uh, who knows where he goes? But I, I would just encourage everyone to understand he's gone and he's never coming back. We've seen this time and time again with foreign managers who's come to Major League Soccer. They're one-offs, man. They're one-offs. They come, they, they, they sell themselves hard. The PowerPoint presentation made sense. This is going to be great. And then, they, and then there's three things that happen. One, that they usually underestimate the league. If they, if they don't have an experience already in it. I think that Barascoloto was a great, good example of that. He understood the league, uh, but he was not. Um, he was never going to work out. And that was, that was destined to fail as well. But there was all, all this big hype because we had a guy that actually played in the league. who's a huge name and he's going to be a great manager. Same as Almeida. Great player. But he belongs somewhere else. And he's never coming back. The root hulets of the world, never coming back. These Swedish guys that were in San Jose and, and New York, one-offs. They're never going to stay in the league. Look at the guys who do stay. It's the, it's the Bob Bradleys of the world. That's five teams for him now. They lost five to four to New York. Ronnie and his boys took him out. What a great game. What a great game. Unbelievable. Meg on, on Michael Bradley. And he scores two minutes later. So that was a good recovery. But it's, it, Bob Bradley's been in five teams. Bruce Arena's been at four teams. The Ziggy Schmitz of the world at three teams. Oscar Pereja, three teams. I mean, it's almost like you get the job and then you fail and then you say, well, I figured it out. And then your next job is that's, that's your whole, once you're in, you're in. And you get three or four shots at this. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant SOB here, but there's four or five guys in the league that are getting their first shot as, 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 as a manager and they are going to fail. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just telling you. It's not going to work out. Their, their second job might and their third job, but once they're in, they're in. And Robin, Robin Frazier said several bites at the apple. So has Vanny, but Vanny figured it out. So now he's living off of that. Jason Christ was bang, 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 whoops. It's, it, it can go either way, but, but you, you, when you have multiple shots at something, uh, you, usually, you usually eventually figure it out. And I'm not trying to say, that, that I think I'm, I'm more, you know, tactically astute than some of these guys. I know I am. <laughs> you know, that sounds arrogant, but you know, watching these guys fail is kind of, is, is, is kind of painful because they're going to get hired because they have dedicated their, their, their time to their trade. And now they have to have somebody who's not believes in them, who's basically going to afford them their opportunity to fail so that they can succeed somewhere down the road somewhere else. It's just an odd way of doing it. Uh, and, and in that light, let's, let's give Neville some, some props here. He beats uh, Atlanta United. And then he does, the, of course, the huddle. <laughs> the, the huddle that, that Jesse Marsh was criticized for because he brought the team together and basically said, hey, come on, let's do it. And then everybody in England 
said, ah, can you believe this stupid American's doing that? And now we got an English guy over here doing it with us and nobody says anything. It's funny how the world works, but congratulations to, to enter Miami. You don't suck anymore. That's great. Orlando, and I, I was watching this game. It's bizarre. Orlando and New York Red Bulls. We were 65 minutes into that game and Orlando had yet to register a shot. I mean, it was, it was like, okay, what is going on? I mean, this is a, this is a team in Orlando that's, that's, that's you know, shown on numerous occasions that they can play a very attractive style of football. Attractive versus effective is the key phrase there. Are they effective? No. So every once in a while, you know, the magic trick works and we get to all celebrate. But are they effective enough to really stay? I don't know. They, they, they look like an Oscar Pereja team to me. I mentioned the five to four. And then, of course, Cincinnati, they had them and then they lost them. Cincinnati, once again, Noonan, Noonan, God, you, just, you know, it's Noonan. Is that what you say when you're about to miss a putt? Yeah, miss that putt. Two to one is the final score. LAFC uh, takes him out. All right, so that's what this this upcoming week. Of course, you also have the Europa uh, Europa League, which is Leipzig and Rangers. I think Leipzig takes that. West Ham um, and Frankfurt, which is an interesting one. Um, for one, uh, yeah, it's an interesting game on many levels. But if you watch the way West Ham played in their last their last match, was was a terrific uh, a terrific example of of what they're capable of. You know, taking out a French side, but this is a little different. Frankfurt just took out Barcelona. That's ah, a tricky team, and Frankfurt's got a, a wonderful history. And I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that matchup. I'm not going to try and prognosticate. I'm as I told you. I want. I want Liverpool and and Real Madrid. That's what I'm kind of rooting for. I just like the idea of 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 Ancelotti and Klopp. I just do. I'm done with Pep. I'm, I get Pep. He's great. It's it's wonderful. But we already saw it. We already had the two 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 twice, and now we're we're you know. We got to see that. And do we want another matchup of that? I don't. I, I'm not emotionally invested in that one. I'm like, I don't care. I'd rather see Ancelotti you know, either just, just completely screw up or, or get it right again. And I, and I love the idea of, of Liverpool right now. I right, get into a Champions League final. That, 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 that just has a better storyline to me. Leipzig and Rangers, I just think Leipzig's a better side uh, since they've made their, their, their managerial change. Jesse Marsh on the way out. Which I, I have to check, by the way, before I before I depart, I I, I need to uh, I need to see how my buddy's doing. And there's nobody in 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 you know close proximity right now who could tell me how this game is going, so I get to to I'm living this moment uh, live. Surprise, surprise, zero zero thirty three minutes in. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, both of them have three shots, one of them on target. The tw- I mean, I made fun of this before, but there's a 27% chance that Leeds will win this game. I think the final score is 1-0. I think they get a late one. I think Jesse Marsh uh, secures his, uh, his stay in, in the uh, Premier League. I think that's, that's the way this is going to go down. He went on the record this week in some of his interviews that he says his team is taking to his style of play a lot. They're ahead of schedule, I think was the key phrase. Well, let's see how that goes. I am at the win. Uh, there is a sports book, like maybe 200 yards away. And my day is done. So I'm going to go watch that. I'm going to go have a, a, probably a Diet Coke. 
I'm going to sit in, my, in that restaurant, Charlie's, with, with a buddy of mine, and we're going to eat lunch and watch this thing unfold. For the rest of you, I hope I appreciate you being with me, however you find me, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Appreciate you making me a part of your day, whatever day it happens to be, somewhere down the line in the future, because this is an evergreen podcast, and we can't do these live. I wish we could, but... Uh, this week, I actually think, and, I've, and, and the, the boys in the studio are going are gonna to all pop their heads up when I say this, this might be bring your kid to work week. Yikes, right? So I, I've got a five-year-old and a, no, excuse me, a six-year-old and a seven-year-old that might accompany me on the next one. So we might have to bring some toys. And if we spill something, I apologize in advance, but that, that'll be the way I handle my Thursday. As for the rest of you, enjoy your Monday. I hope the weekend was fantastic. Enjoy the Champions League. It's going to be great. It's, that's, this is why we watch. This is, this, this is going to be terrific on the tactical side, on the emotional side. Uh, a wonderful Champions League this week. Enjoy that, and uh, we'll hear you next time. See ya.